Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Facility Dude Podcast. Here's your hosts, Bob Papa Dude Bittner and Ray Karawala. Well, good morning, everyone, and uh, we'd like to welcome you to our uh, podcast uh, here at Facility Dude. Just wanted to let you know about a change we're making. Uh, we had told you uh, early on that Tony Butler was uh, had been co-hosting with me. Tony actually has uh, taken another job within the company. He's been promoted, does a great job, and unfortunately, his schedule's just not going to allow him to come back onto the show. So we have uh, a replacement for him, uh, Ray Carwally. Car- Ray, now Ray, let me get this straight, okay? Ray Carwalla. Is that right? Bob, you're already messing up my name. We haven't even started yet. <laughs> oh, golly. I, yeah, Ray Carwalla. Everyone calls me Ray K. So, uh, Ray K. Yeah, there you go. There we go. So uh, we'll we'll do it at that. Ray, tell us a little bit about your background. You've been here to, with the dude uh, a while. Uh, not too terrible long, but uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Yeah, so I've been with the dude for a little over a year now. I've been in the services industry for about eight years. Uh, recently with the dude helping uh, helping our manufacturing clients. Uh, manage change become a little bit more efficient as well. well good. You're actually doing uh, application engineering right now yep, uh, that, for us as a company, and so you speak to a lot of our clients and uh, a lot of know a lot of their pains and their uh, problems. You know that's what the show's all about, and I'm really excited about you joining in and co-hosting with this as we share some of the clients' uh, concerns and pains and how we can uh, give some advice on how to help help them with those things. Yeah, super excited to be here. Like you said, Bob, here to learn. Uh, more than anything, but uh, hoping I can share some tidbits with you guys as well to see the, with the conversation I'm having with other manufacturers today. So, Ray, I noticed uh, just this last week, uh, it came to my attention an email that I got that it was the anniversary of the introduction of air conditioning by Willis Carrier. I just thought it interesting and thought since it's been so terrible hot here in North Carolina and we really depend on air conditioning uh, for... Uh, just about our daily uh, existence. And it really hasn't been that long in the life of mankind that we've had air conditioning. And so uh, I just thought it would be kind of neat to go back and uh, just remind uh, our listeners kind of the evolution of air conditioning, where it came from, how it got started. Uh, I know you've done a little bit of research on this. Tell us a little bit about uh, some of the very early uh, uses of uh, even ice as a methodology of cooling. Yeah, sure, Bob. Believe it or not, uh, the cooling of air actually goes all the way back to ancient times. Most recently, if we look back at the 1830s, I'll give you an example. There was a doctor by the name of John Gorey, and he was having a real big problem. One of his problems was he had these patients that he could not just give a fighting chance to. His patients had malaria and yellow fever. Because it was just way too hot, they weren't surviving as long. So what he did was he created his own contraption, and he took a fan and he put it in front of a bucket of ice. Very inefficient, but it helped cool down the temperature by, you know, 10 or so degrees within the room itself. And and that was just an example of something that happened back in the 1830s. Right? So that really uh, gave them a higher survivor rate uh, by being able to just cool the body uh, during this high uh, fever time. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of things are developed out of need. Somebody uh, sees a need and they put their mind to it and they start to work on it. And so Willis Carrier actually was working for a printing company and they were starting to do color printing back in uh, 1902. They were having trouble with the colors, particularly around high humidity. 
and the the inks they were having trouble with the inks uh, not are blending with each other and so he uh, created a contraption he called it a, a an apparatus to treat air <laughs> and it really was to take the humidity out of the air in order to allow the printing to be more effective but one of the interesting things that uh, he noticed while he was doing this it was having a great impact on their ability to print but he noticed the room was getting cooler and that people wanted to eat their lunch in by the printing room because it was cooler. And so that gave him the idea, well, you know, maybe, just maybe we could condition space with this. And so he sets out on this journey to really try to capture a space cooling. So it came really come from a manufacturing environment and a production need out to uh, or a recognition that people were enjoying it. <laughs> and so that was really kind of the, the motivation for him. And he, uh, along with a few other engineers that he hired, uh, started the carrier company. And we still still see that name today, right? So that's where the name comes from. That's where the name comes carrier, from. Carrier, okay. Uh, so you see out on the uh, air conditionings, a lot of places today, you still see the uh, the founder or the inventor of air conditioning, that name plastered on equipment all over uh, the country. Uh, and, and by and large, a lot of it is a residential uh, air conditioning. He, uh, he set out for a challenge that I thought was kind of a neat challenge. He looked at, on Memorial Day of 1925, he took a test with the flagship Manhattan movie theater, Rivoli Theater. And he decided that he was going to set up this air conditioning contraption and cool it and see the response of people. So you have any idea what might have happened, Ray? I'm, I'm assuming they loved it. <laughs> I, honestly, I honestly think people maybe didn't believe him. Well, you know, the very first, as, as usual, when things are trying to get set off and to, to try something new, usually something fails, something happens. And so they had this whole movie theater full of people. It got hot in there. He was having trouble getting his machine running. And so people brought out their fans that they were used to and they were using their fans. And so he thought it was gonna be a total disaster. But he finally got the machine running and one by one, people started putting their fans down till partway through the theater production, nobody was using their fans and the owner of the theater was there and came out afterwards. He just turned to Carrier and he said, they're going to like it. And I just think that's kind of a, a, a neat phrase. They're going to like it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of our uh, reaction today when we're uh, thinking about air conditioning. We've been outside uh, at lunchtime and it's been really hot. We walk in the, in our office. We really like it, right? Yeah, yeah. We want to run inside right away. And so one of the things that um, he did then was try to, once you start with something, then how do you get it out to people? And you know, there's been a lot of things that have been introduced at the World's Fair. I think uh, it's a, just an interesting uh, topic at looking at uh, all some of, the, some of the things that were introduced at World's Fairs. That's really what they have been established for, is to bring new technology and new ideas to the forefront. Well, Carrier in 1939, uh, I believe it was, was at the 
St. Louis World's Fair, and he created this igloo, and he kept the temperature inside that igloo at 68 degrees for the entire time of the fair. So it really was um, uh, kind of a neat, uh, neat experience for him. People were starting to, to recognize. And so it wasn't long after that they were really able to start introducing it really into a home environment. So the, the equipment was originally was too, too large and they started to make, after, after World War II really came about, uh, small window units. Uh, if you remember, you're not old enough to remember this, but I'm certainly old enough to remember this. The first window air conditioning units were heavy. So it would take you and me and Grace, who was doing our recording for us, all of us to lift that into the window. Now they've become so small that you can just, even you can do it, right, right? Well, when you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But... It really, uh, it really promoted uh, some things, a real change in our country. Do you have any idea what changes it might have brought to our country? Well, I mean, initially when, when, when I'm thinking about John Gorey and I'm thinking about, uh, you know, the movie theater, I, I can't imagine nowadays the only thing we think about, yes, we put our, we put our food in the, in the refrigerator so we can eat it tomorrow and it'll last longer. But when you really take a step back and, and, you, and you look at it, it's helped us with uh, certain vaccines. It's it's helped us with uh, food storage of, of of meats and things like that for the time to actually, from the beginning of feeding the cow to to, to the end of giving us a a nice slice of T-bone steak. It's it's the really the preservation process from vaccines to food from from us living longer. I, I can only imagine what types of creations came about after the you know we were able to cool certain temperatures down. Uh, I can't imagine a world without it. Really, you know, there's. Uh... There still is a large portion portion of the world that does not have air conditioning. You know, in third world countries, air conditioning is still limited. It's still limited. A lot of homes don't have it. We're, we're really fortunate, and we just expect it here in the United States, right? We expect when we walk in at home at night that it's going to be cool. When it's 100 degrees outside, we're going to walk in, and we want it to be 75 degrees so we can kind of relax. One of the things that it did here in the United States was it really allowed people to live in different areas of the country where they hadn't been able to live before. Uh, particularly the Southwest, the Southern part of the United States, Florida has just boomed because of air conditioning. Uh, in a 10 year period, uh, Tucson, Arizona grew from 45,000 people to 210,000 just because of the introduction of air conditioning and people being able to go there. Great environment, great place, but stinking hot in the summer. And so air conditioning is almost a necessity there. And so it has allowed places like Houston, Texas, lots of parts of Texas to really grow and expand just because of air conditioning. Bob, it sounds like the inventing of conditioned air or the manufacturing of air could have been one of the greatest accomplishments we've kind of had over time then. Well, it's, it's certainly one of them. I mean, there's a lot of, lot of things that have contributed to uh, uh, a, a better society, a better uh, living environment, a better production environment. And a lot of the things that we enjoy today just would not be possible had it not been for Willis Carrier inventing, inventing uh, air conditioning and providing a way to do certain manufacturing to be able to introduce it into the healthcare in a, in a more real way into the uh, 
areas of just our comfort living every day and, and being able to work and being in a, in a comfortable environment. So I just thought it was kind of neat since I just saw that the, uh, the anniversary of uh, Willis Carrier and his air treatment machine to really bring that full circle to what we enjoy today, particularly since it's been so hot out for a lot of our clients. So I hope our audience has uh, got a little chuckle, a little history, and a little knowledge out of this today, a little, at least a little something to talk about at the water cooler. Ray, I'm really uh, excited about you uh, being part of this. Look forward to uh, sharing many podcasts to come. Happy to be here, Bob. Thank you. We want to remind everybody, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you would uh, like, and we'd love for you to hear your comments, to write to us at podcast at facilitydude.com. Have a great day, and we look forward to talking with you next week. Thank you for listening to the Facility Dude podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback about the show. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and help other facility operation professionals just like you find the show. Email your questions or comments to podcast at facilitydude.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Facility Dude. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a great rest of your week.